Welcome to That's Feminism Broad, where we are exploring diverse voices and modern female strengths. We're here to capture and reclaim the term feminism, because unlike Justice Stewart, I know it when I see it is not good enough for present-day women and the women who raised them. Join us to create a community of women who can support and empower each other as they go through all that life throws at them. We want to hear your story, and we want to use it to build strength, trust, and enthusiasm for our sisterhood. All right, good afternoon, ladies. I have Brooke Wallen with me. Brooke is wife to a recently retired Marine, mom of three with four on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. And a small business owner. Also, congratulations. <laughs> Uh, over the past six years, her business partner and she have been growing that small business that's made up of mostly moms and military spouses, and now you guys have 14 employees. Um, thanks so much for joining me. So let's start kind of here. Tell me a little bit about the business and how you got into it and, and maybe why okay. you got into it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so it's actually kind of luck of the draw that I ended up um, where I did. I left... Um, a staffing kind of HR position um, that was in LA and I was commuting and it was awful and so I found um, this job that was closer to where I was living at the time. Um, I knew absolutely nothing about um, the escrow industry, notar notaries, lenders, I didn't know anything about it. And so um, I started there, um, I only worked there for maybe nine months to a year, somewhere in that time frame. And John and I had met, my husband, um, and I had met during that time frame, and so I ended up moving North Carolina, you know, quitting with, that, with them. And so um, when I moved back, I had Charlie, and she was only four months old, uh, my daughter, and um, my old boss from there, she was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm starting this, this new company, you know, would you like to come and work with me? And so um, we started it in 2015, so we're six years old now, and um, I really wasn't, I don't think either of us knew how big it was going to get. I think we both were like, we don't want to work for anybody anymore. We want to work for ourselves. We want to grow this thing. But I don't think any of us really anticipated how big it would become or how much we would enjoy being able to employ people, give moms an opportunity to work. Um, and then, you know, me being a military spouse, it was like the easiest thing to have other military spouses work for us too. And with us kind of having hubs, you know, where the Marine bases were, it made it easier, you know, for when someone was transitioning from maybe 29 Palms or Pendleton to transfer to, you know, North Carolina. Um, so it just kind of blew up from there. Um, I feel like we were able to give like moms and military spouses just kind of an opportunity to not have to, oh, we're moving again and we kind of have to stop everything that we're doing and I've got to quit my job now and, you know, pack up and restart our whole lives like they could take their job with them. And I think for, for us that really became, um, you know, laid the groundwork for some really thankful employees that were just happy to be there and they really helped us grow the company to, you know, what it is now. Um, so to kind of backtrack a little bit, what we do is um, every time there's a real property transaction on a nationwide basis, there's either a notary or attorney that's involved in the transactions, whether you're selling your house, refinancing, you're doing a deed in lieu, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, one of those is required by the state to be present and notarize your documents. So we coordinate that notary, you know, with your escrow officer and or your lender and kind of get all the paperwork, get it all together, get that notary scheduled, make the appointment happen and deal with some of the errors afterwards if a notary made an error. So that's kind of, we're the middleman essentially, if that makes okay. sense. So you're kind of the liaison between the, the buyer and the seller. Mm -hmm. And do you, is that mostly then... Um, 
like commercial and businesses or is it's it everything anybody if I just want to sell my house exactly it's everything okay. yeah and so we work really closely with escrow um, we do have a, a couple lender direct clients but most of our work is directly with like the escrow or title office um, that you know is handling the transaction so um, a lot of times people are, yeah, they're moving somewhere that they've never been before. Exactly. So yeah. they don't even know where to start in this whole new town and, and they reach out to you guys? Or? So it's mostly been connections that I've made through the military. Um, we do have some you know, non-military um, you know, people that work for us as well, of course. Um, but one thing that I, when I moved to North Carolina initially and I had quit my job, um, I was just stressed. I didn't know anybody. Um, obviously I was a brand new military spouse. Um, and I didn't have a job and I was just kind of, you know, we were starting out as a, a new couple and it was just a lot. Um, and so I worked two jobs while I was out there, but it took, you know, a long time to finally get established. And I felt like by the time I was established and comfortable, we were moving back mm -hmm. to California again, you know. And so then I was hitting reset again. And so when this opportunity came up, I felt like I held on to it for dear life. I was like, I don't want to lose this because, you know, I know that it's something that I can continue to do. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we just, you know, it was, it was probably the worst time in my life to start a business, I would say. Um, <laughs> you know, having a brand new baby, being, you know, um, a you know, military spouse. And at that point, he was still um, deploying. He was still constantly training. So, you know, I would say like 80% of the time I was single mom, you know, kind of feeling and trying to balance everything. Um, it was definitely some of my darkest days. <laughs> I will admit that it was rough. Um, but I'm so thankful, you know, what it's been able to turn into. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, it is, I think, well, I think no matter what, when you're the, the new mom, it's really challenging. And then to add in the deployment. But I think that might be one of my favorite things. Just, I know that we had been back and forth before this. And you were talking about because there's so many moms and military wives in the company, it, it almost goes beyond just a workplace mm -hmm. where everybody's going through that same thing where you have an employee whose husband's gone for nine months mm -hmm. and she's about to have a baby. So everybody kind of gets it. Um, there are more and more of these military spouse companies showing up and it's a genius idea because you're leaving and you do have to start all over mm -hmm. again and it's really hard to be the spouse and be like, well, your fault we're leaving yeah you know? <laughs> but it does make it a little bit easier when you're like okay I can just take my thing and I can go so Absolutely. do you guys um, have a brick and mortar place um, so we do have um, we do have like satellite offices is basically what we've established so um, California North Carolina and here in Ohio where you know it's just me and one other girl right now here in Ohio we do all the accounting and stuff together so um, so that's that's it and then some people do work from home um, so yeah, we've been able to kind of establish this. It's not necessarily flexible, like everybody has set hours, but you know, we had a, um, a somebody's husband was getting promoted this morning. And so it was kind of a last minute thing like, hey, and with the military, nothing is, is set in stone, right. okay? So sometimes it starts, it's gonna be a nine at this day at this location. And then when it comes to the day, it's totally different place, location and time. And you're just kind of trying to make it work. And it's the same thing when they come home. Um, you know, when they're coming home from a deployment, you have no idea. You have like a window of like a month and they're like, hopefully it'll be somewhere in here. Good luck to you, you know? And so um, I think having an employer and, and having a team that understands like, hey, 
my husband's coming home, not really 100% sure when it's going to be, but when I do, I want some time off to be with him, you know, and, and for my kids to be with him. And, you know, to have somebody that has your back and understands that, you know what I mean? We have to plan. We're still a company, you know, but when we can be flexible, we are all there for it. Um, and I think that both my business partner and I, we, we share the same values. Um, and we both went through it, you know, and she was a single mom for a long time. And I wasn't, you know, a single mom, but I... I felt like one, you know, and so I think that we both went through the same thing in life. And so, you know, here at Choice, we really have tried to be understanding, you know, and be there for people. And we've had some of our employees go through some really rough stuff. And, and it is beyond rewarding to be able to be there for them and be there for their families, like beyond what I ever, you know, thought possible. Um, there's definitely times where I can see some employers, how they can get a little sour with people, because there's always going to be someone to take advantage of a situation like that, you know. Right. But I think the good by far outweighs the bad, and it's just become like a really a wonderful thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, but you deal mostly in property. So do you guys have any effects from the shutdowns? So it was kind of interesting. So we thought, man, this is going to be the end of us. You know what I mean? This is, this is going to be it. We're just going to have to ride the wave until we can't ride it anymore. And it was the opposite because the rates dropped so low refinances just blew up and oh. we became more busy than we had ever been before. Um, it's starting to taper off now and slow down, but I mean, it, it gave us a crazy boost. We were, while everybody else was letting their employees go, we were hiring. So oh. yeah, it was a really cool um, position to be in, a really cool place to be in. And even now, I think because of the company that we are and because that we, we are a multi-state employer, um, a lot of our competitors are based in Southern California. They cannot find employees, but we just have not had that issue. You know what I mean? We have, we consistently have some some resumes piling up that are like, hey, you know, like we're here whenever you guys have a position available. So it's been really so great. So is that your plan for you guys to continue to grow mm -hmm. or, um, so you have 14 now in mm -hmm. five years, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about, let's talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, so you had a four year old when you started the business. Four month old. Four, uh, four month old, mm -hmm. that's right, okay. Yeah. Um, and your husband was gone. Mm -hmm. What uh, what does it look like to try to, like we talk a lot about balance, mm -hmm. but I don't totally know what that word means, but what's it look like to keep your head above water and then how do you get through that? Yeah, so um, like I told you before, that episode where you talk about um, how you had made that decision to, you know, quit your marketing job and, you know, and be at home with your kids. And then you found something that worked for you and worked for your family. But just kind of like that decision making, I feel like that is such a hard place to be in and to find something that really works for you. Um, so in terms of balance, like I was horrible at balancing. I'm much better at it now, but it's taken, you know, years to get mm -hmm. here. But it was it was awful. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, yeah, by, by no means was it, was it easy. Um, and by no means, I wish I had like some awesome advice to be like, Hey, you know, do this and it's going to be super easy. Cause it's just not, you know? Right. Um, and for sure there was, you know, a messy house and just, you know, I was holding on for dear life, you know, working 12 plus hours a day, just trying to make it, you know, make it all work. And, and it did eventually. And, you know, um, but I think that, you know, have, having a husband that's constantly gone, you know, I think it's one thing to start a business, have kids and whatever, that's hard on its own. But for him to be gone, deployed, um, you know, you don't want to miss his call when he's calling, but then you've got business calls that you have to deal with. And it's kind of this whole, you know, sticky dynamic. Um, 
you know, it, it's, it's not easy, but now I would say um, I'm like a, a list maker. I have lists everywhere. I have a schedule nonstop. I have to have my schedule. What am I doing today? What are the conference calls looking like today? What, what is it? Um, and now if I don't have that schedule and organization, I will, I just lose my mind. Right. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And do you ever have a time where it's like, okay, I am shutting down work at this time? Yeah, 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 and you have to. And that's the thing that it, it took me years to learn that, to learn, be like, hey, it, it's not going to burn down if you take, you know, a couple hours to, you know, watch gymnastics or soccer or baseball or whatever it is. Um, and it, it took a long time for me to let go of that and be like, you know what, I have some awesome employees. You hire these people for a reason. Right. Let go, you know, let go a little bit. It's going to be okay. Um, and that was, yeah, for sure. Setting those boundaries um, has been really hard for me, but I've, you know, been able to do it much better in the last couple of years than, you know, ever before. I've seen that a lot with, um, COVID and people working from home now, it's become like, it's great. I love it. You know, I send the kids to school and I'm right there at my office, mm -hmm. but then it sort of becomes, but then 5.30 becomes 6 and 6.30 becomes 7 and I haven't left my office. And it, it's really, it seems to make a big difference to say like, this is, these are the times that I'm on. These are the times that I'm off. You yeah, because it's just right there, you know what I mean? And so right. it's, it's distracting. And yeah, I think a lot of people are really feeling that now with COVID because there's a lot of companies working from home. I mean, that used to be one thing that we felt we had to leg up on everybody else, you know, about too. And, you know, now that's just not the case anymore. Like everybody, most of our customers work from home, you know. Right, so, that's yeah. true. And I think they'll probably end up staying at some, I mean, yeah. for my husband, like there's no office anymore. There's nowhere to go back to really. Wow. So, yeah. um, so they're going to stay at home. Um, so you're pregnant with your four. Mm -hmm. And what is going to be different like now that you found the balance, so you had a second, you had your third, or no, your second one now. Yeah, so I have a stepson son. who's nine, and then Charlie, Lincoln, and okay. then baby four. Um, yeah. So you balanced it with Lincoln, and John was still in the military, mm -hmm. and now he is retired, and now you're taking on number three. What's the well, like? What's the goal to kind of keep it? Fluid? So um, with Lincoln, I I. It was bad. So I was working, I think, two days after um, having him. I took my wow. laptop to the hospital. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when I tell you wow. I did not have any boundaries, yes. I mean I had no boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it wasn't for a lack of, you know, my my staff trying to help. You know, it was just me. And you I, just I wouldn't turn it off. I wouldn't let it go. I couldn't turn it off. I'd think about a time I dream about work, you know, yeah. it was awful. Um, so this time around, I'm, I'm definitely taking a maternity leave. You know, everybody is in place where they need to be. Um, there's no excuse for it anymore. So yeah, I'll be, I'll definitely be taking maternity leave and then I'll set my schedule to, you know, whenever the baby, like thankfully now that my, the position that I'm in now, I have some flexibility. If there's a conference call that a customer wants, I've got to be there for that. But, you know, aside from that, I can do things, you know, when I have time for it. So it'll definitely look a lot different, this baby. It's really funny. It is so hard to say no, mm -hmm. you, or to just, it's not that I don't trust the people around me. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm kind of controlling. I'm a super type yeah. A person and I feel maybe a little bit, I feel guilty, but also it's just like, I just, I want to be there. You yeah. know, that like fear of missing out even when it's work and you have a baby. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think a lot of our listeners sort of range all over the place, but they tend to be women who are trying to find this balance in life. And what, for those that are thinking about starting a business, I mean, it's not going to be easy, right? No, you said absolutely that. not. That's yeah. not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, how do you decide to go all in and how, 
how much of a role does like your spouse play in that? Like, look, honey, I gotta do this, or let's talk about whether or not I can do this, or how does that aspect work? So um, I'm so thankful for my husband um, in that aspect, especially now because when it's when I've got to go do something, he is, you know, I'm like, hey, take the kids. I've got to deal with this call, or I've got this meeting that I have to go to, or whatever the case is. Um, I would say for a, a brand new person starting a business, um, I definitely am one of those people that. When people say, oh, anybody could do it, you just have to put your mind to it, I used to be like, oh, gosh, you know, like, yeah. come on. Um, but I really feel like that because had, had you told, um, you know, 20-year-old me, hey, you know, one day this is going to be, you know, your your future, I would have been like, no way, you know, that that's just not going to happen. Um, so I think in terms of starting it, if, if you find something that you have a drive for that you really, you know, you, you want to hold on to it. And for me, at, at the point I was in life, I needed something, you know, I, I was, you know, at home um, with my baby. And I was just like, I, I'm definitely not that person. Like I could never just not work. I don't right. think I have that in me whatsoever. Um, I, for whatever reason, I need to overwhelm myself all the time. You know, I have plenty, <laughs> plenty to do. It's not like I would be bored. Um, but I definitely needed that. And so um, for me to have an opportunity to be able to, you know, stay with my daughter and be able to work, that's what drove me, honestly. It wasn't my passion for loans or escrow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that, that was not the passion. It was, it was I want to do this so that I can be there, you know, for her moments. I didn't want to give that up. Um, and that's really what drove me for a long time. And then once I realized, hey, I'm actually really good at this um, and we're actually growing and this is awesome then I just fell in love with the business you know and and fell in love with having that knowledge and knowing enough about something that you know most other people didn't and I could explain it and I could hire people and I could teach people how to do it um, and then my you know my customers loved me and it was just such like a high to have all of that going um, that I'd never had before and I just you know wanted to, to keep it up really um, and so that's Kind of you have to find something I think that drives you and then if you have that drive you'll you'll kind of dive into it and then eventually you know you you become good at it and you know you enjoy what you're doing because I mean who doesn't like being good at something right. you know and so I think that anybody can get there and so even how unrealistic it sounded to me you know that anybody could do anything I really believe that you know I think if you have the right driving force behind you regardless of what it is you can do it and you know you can you can grow a business you know and I'm thankful that you threw out like the sort of failures there in the beginning just because it isn't going to be roses and butterflies. No. Yeah. And especially if you've got to work in other aspects, mm -hmm. you can't be all in for this one thing. You have to kind of accept like you have to get through the crappy times and you have to assume that when you get through them, they're going to happen again. Exactly. You know? But if it's something that you love and if it's something that motivates you, then it's worth that aspect. Yeah, and I know for my business partner and I both, I mean, there was times we were working, you know, Christmas Eve and we were both just done. We were exhausted. We just, but we had to keep going. You know, we had to, and we both did keep going. And I think that that's where, you know, neither of us would throw our hands up and quit. We were both like, nope, we're just going to keep at this and, you know, keep were it going. You, is that your personality anyways to not quit? Or yeah. is it, yeah. Yeah, I would say with most things. I don't like not being good at something though. Um, that is like a big drawback for me is that yeah. like if I start doing something and I'm not good at it, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, I definitely wasn't good at this when I started it. You know, it took time, but it's, I think because I had that driving force, that actually kept me going. Because otherwise, I probably would have been like, nah, not for me. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's me too. I um, I don't like to think of myself as a quitter, but if I, <laughs> but like if I'm gonna be a loser, then sometimes I end up being <laughs> exactly a right. Instead, you know? 
Um, anything that you think women need to hear right now, it doesn't have to be about starting a business, but just you could like shake a woman and be like, listen, this is what you don't know. Oh, you need man. to know. I feel like with this crazy political climate that we're in right now, I could say a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things. That, this is an unfair question because it's big. Yeah, it is big. Um, I think that, um, man, that is a tough one. I think that women really need to hear and understand this young generation that is coming up um, is that, um, Well, that's kind of it. Um, I I keep coming back to like the um, the social media stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like thinking about these younger women that are coming up, and they're obsessed with the likes, and it almost takes away your drive for anything else. So it's hard to like coming back to the idea of balance. It's hard to pull back and just see it's so much bigger than this tunnel vision. Well, we have a. Throw. I feel like we have a whole generation of just young people in general that are obsessed with social media. Um, and I don't think it's healthy to even be on it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I will go through and delete all my apps every, Mm -hmm. you know, every couple of days just to be like, I just want to break and to know that I'm not like, I don't need this in my life. You know what I mean? Um, I keep it really so people can see pictures of kids and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think people are completely obsessed with it. Sometimes you need the facts. Well, and at the end of the day, what does your look, what does your life look like outside of it? You know, it's kind of that thing. Um, I had a girlfriend recently um, from high school, and I was talking to her, and she was like, you know, your life is just so perfect, and, you know, you have a great husband and great kids and a great job, and you're successful, and, like, you know, all these things. And I said, you know, that's just what you see. You know, that's right. just what social media shows you. It, it's not actually my life, you know. By, by no means is my life glamorous or pretty, you know. Um, and my kids are not perfect, and, you know, I'm not perfect, and our life is, you know, my husband's not perfect. None of us are perfect, but... Uh, for her, you know, she's not married yet. You know, she went to college. She has a great job and stuff. But, you know, I think the not married and not have kids aspect of it, you know, for her, she's looking at me and thinking, oh, wow. You know, and I kind of look at her. I'm like, man, I should have finished college. You know what I mean? And I, sh- I should have done that and, and, you know, gotten that out of the way. Uh, my life would be very different different now, I'm sure, if I did. But I think sometimes, you know, there's people are so obsessed with what they see and it's just not. Yeah, I think so. And we were talking about this a little bit before the mic was on just about like the idea of feminism. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, its biggest flaw is that there was a right way Mm -hmm. to be a strong woman. And yeah, so you, if you have, you have it all, Brooke, you know, you're the woman (laughs) that has it all. Yeah. But like, that's not necessarily everybody's gig. And somewhere we lost the idea that like, how about I think for myself and I not look at Instagram. Brooke of 20 years ago never would have believed in you, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and Bridget of 20 years ago never would have believed in Bridget. But also, we weren't even nearly as exposed to just that thing in front of us. Yeah. Where it was like, well, now Bridget, you really can't believe in Bridget because she's scrolling through her pictures and all she sees is this. And Brooke's got, you know, it just makes it so much harder to be like, whoa, let's take a step back and be, be what, real. Yeah, where do we really want to be? And what is it we really want? If you want to have kids well they don't just happen you got to yeah. go meet the guy and if you go meet the guy where where's he and what's he doing right now and you know and what's the plan to take care of the kids you know yeah. once they're born and yeah and what is your how, how does he parent how do I parent I don't even know how to parent because I haven't kids yet you know what I mean right things like that people don't think about I think until you know you're you're waist deep and you know it's a little late but I think with all that said, um, you know, like I told you, my when I initially heard hear the word feminism, you know, I definitely relate it very, very differently to I think what a lot of um, of people or even I guess what this podcast relates it to. Um, 
And for me, um, I am all for the woman that wants to be superwoman. Hey, if you want to do it all on your own, go for it. You know what I mean? But I would hate to discount the man in society or the man in a relationship, you know, because it takes two. Um, and your life is probably going to be a lot, you know, more full with two, you know, and in my eyes, the way that God intended, you know, a family unit to be. And so um, I think that you can, you can be a feminist, you know, and you can, you know, love women and, and, you know, want women to strive. And of course, you know, if you look at, you know, America a hundred years ago or, you know, society in general a hundred years ago or Afghanistan today, for example, you know, those women live very different lives than we did and didn't have the opportunities that we did, you know? And so, yes, awesome, go for it, you know, be an, you know, awesome, wonderful, successful woman. Um, but don't discount all of the men and boys growing up, you know, in the process, which is what I feel like some um, of the feminist movement kind of does, you know? Yeah, it almost says you can't have, like, greats on both sides. Yeah. Like, I would argue that what makes me great, if we're going to call me great. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, is is the, the person on the other side. It's yeah. probably my husband. And then as a mom raising boys, which you're doing, and, um, and I'm doing, I think it's really, really important. So now my fight is almost not just to be a feminist, but to be... A feminist who can see and value the men mm -hmm. because I'm gonna need them because I have to raise these boys and I want these boys to then help the girls like my daughter yeah. so like I really need two very strong very independent very uniquely different um, entities there and then of course it's all like it's a series of trade-offs you know you're not gonna it's not gonna be perfect so I'll give a little here you give a little here I'll give a little we just we have to accept that it's not ever gonna be perfection yeah um, okay, well, um, is there anything else you want to share, you're thinking about? I don't think so. I think I've overshared at this point. <laughs> at this point. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's um, it. And if people wanted to find out more about the company, about you, about what you're doing, is there anywhere they should go and look for that? We are on all the things. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We have a website, www.choicenotary.com. Um, so you can find us on any of that under Choice Nationwide Notaries. Choice na Nationwide Notaries. Mm -hmm. Awesome, Brooke. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you and, for having me. Um, Brooke is like the first in a series of lineups that I'm <laughs> super duper excited about. So if you want to know a little about menopause, we oh, got you covered. You if go. you wanted to know about finances, which is one that I really, so I went from like my dad's credit cards to my husband's credit cards. <laughs> so that's one that I'm really excited about. And, um, and then we have an exec from uh, Silicon Valley that's gonna stop in. So if any of those sound good, come back and give us another listen. Otherwise, that's it. That's feminism, bro. Thanks for joining us today. Please like, share, and review. You can find me on Instagram and at That's Feminism, bro, or via Facebook through Bridget Van Busker. You're always welcome to shoot me an email at thatsfeminismbro at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions or concerns you may have. Music is by Pixabay, and artwork is by KBB.